Yeah, obvious, we got a problem here. And it's more than just obvious, dreaming punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival. Nothing on stop, case drops on a cycle. Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up. Lies being told like that dinosaur BS. Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us. Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza. Bougie ain't an option, it's the wage. Take it to the grave, add moving to the place. You already know when they take the case. Laugh the pain away, it's affirmative. What's up, folks? Happy New Year. Uh, I'm Alvin Williams. Fran, talk to the people. What's going on? Not much, man. What emails we got? We got some good emails. We better have some good we, emails while we, I'm leaving. Well, I got things I got to uh, do. You can take your finger off the X of the Zoom, and I will, we, will, we will read some good emails. It's 2024. Before we get into it, though. Yeah, 2024. I want good emails. Well, that's to imply that we haven't been getting good emails, Fran. Let's, let's, no, let's, no, no, let's no. be I nice. Be, no, no, no. I'm raising the bar is what I'm saying. Oh, you want better? I want better. I want better emails. Better ingredients. Or, better emails. Affirmative murder. Yeah. Or, or I'm gonna start calling you out. I'm gonna start calling people out. I don't have time. I'm busy. I don't Are have you time. saying you're gonna start booing me? I'm booing start, me mid email? I'm gonna start calling Ooh. people out with emails. If you come, oh with man, it, we can introduce a new. Oh, no, I don't want to be heartless. I was gonna say we why, can now. We can, we can. I was gonna say we can imbue you with the powers of the Sandman from Showtime at the Apollo. Let's do it. Where if the emails, t- <laughs> no, that's cold. <laughs> Because <laughs> might be like, and then my, and then my aunt, you know, oh, stab, stab. Boring. Next. <laughs> you, you shuffle out of the broom. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hold off on that. But Fran is warning you. Bring the heat in 2024. Affirmative murder at gmail.com. Tales from the hood. We would love to hear the, you know, the story of your life. Welcome to my life. Whatever you guys have, we would love to hear it. Audio form. Uh, you know, a well-written Crafted email, a poem, a sonnet, whatever it is you got, 2024, we want to hear it. So affirmative murder at gmail.com. Without any further ado, Fran asked for an email. I got one ready to go right now. Hey, friends, how are you doing? First off, please do not read my signature. I am currently at work listening to you. B-O-F-L. I don't know if that's balling on the floor. Balling on the floor, maybe. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah we just will this the mystery is already started in this email i'm excited it's already mysterious so i am currently in my early 30s and i have a great uncle that has been in prison since before i was born growing up our family would pass the phone around and allow us to talk to him out of curiosity my sister and i would ask what is uncle toy t-o-i in prison for and the answer would be well when you get older we got older and finally got the story This took place back in the early to mid-80s. During that time, my grandmother, her sister, who's named Auntie Peaches, and brother, Uncle Toy, they were all hooked on crack and heroin during the epidemic in the 80s. So keep in mind, my mother is telling telling us this story, and she was a teenager when Uncle Toy went to prison. So the story we were told was that Auntie Peaches owed money to some drug dealers. Auntie Peaches was nowhere to be found. So in turn, some mobsters slash Haitians kidnapped him and beat him. Uncle Toy. Yeah. When Uncle Toy woke up, he was in a cold basement with a little white girl. The girl was said to be between the ages of seven to nine years old. Uncle Toy came to and woke up from hearing the little girl crying. The next thing you know, Uncle Toy is charged with rape and kidnapping of a child under the age of 12. For this crime, he was given a life sentence. He has since died. 
Now that I'm older and have played the story in my head several times and knowing Auntie Peaches, I do not believe that this is the entire story. Keep in mind, Auntie Peaches is an on and off again addict. So I'm not sure how reliable she is. She is actually the only person in the family that was around during that time for us to get the story from. I am curious and I also want to know the truth. I want to know for my peace of mind if he is guilty or not. And if he is not, I would like to clear his name. Knowing Uncle Toy, I do not believe that he committed this crime. It's just too many holes in the story and things that don't make any sense to me at all. Like, how did we come to this? How was he picked out of thousands of other people? Was he blamed simply because of the time it was, as well as being a black man on drugs back in the 80s? Below are some of my concerns. One, how did Uncle Toy get to this basement? In quotes. Two, who was this little girl? Three, was there a rape kit done? Four, was DNA collected? Five, did anyone investigate to find out what happened, meaning connecting the dots to how she would even know Uncle Toy? Six, how long was this child missing before anyone notices? Seven, who are these mobsters slash Haitians? Eight, where was Uncle Toy the day before? Nine, witnesses. Uh, thank you both for reading my email. Hope you have a very Merry Christmas or whatever it is you choose to celebrate. And I will not read their name any further. Now, the questions that you asked make me have questions as well. Okay, so your Uncle Toy is in, your Uncle Toy is in prison. He does not have a case file? Like, you're asking questions that should be readily available to the public. So that's for one person. I would say you should try to find your uncle's case file. That is public record. You can file a FOIA request and you can get this information. Two, I understand that she's a child, so that information, might, you might, you're, you're not going to be able to find that. A 12-year-old girl, you're not going to get her name. You're not going to be able to get any information on a minor. But if your uncle was arrested for uh, raping a young girl, then all this information should be readily, readily available the arresting officer, all of this stuff should be available. I mean, this is, this is, he was, it's not like we're talking about whether your whether or not your uncle did something that is a rumor. He was in jail for it. Mm -hmm. So he was arrested and charged for it. So I don't really know how to answer it. I would say it sounds weird. What I read uh, sounds like you're saying the Haitian mob black, uh, not blackmailed framed your uncle and put him in a basement with a little girl to make it look like he was a child molester. And that just feels like, why would they do, why, why would they do that? Right. And I did, is that what you read? Is that what you heard, Fran? Yeah, that's what I heard. Like he just woke up in the basement next to a little girl. Yeah. And then the police showed up. Like, like if you owed them money for crack, why would they do that? So that's my thoughts. I'm not going to cast any judgment on your uncle because I don't know him, but your aunt Peaches, I don't know her either. I don't really see what, the grand scheme. What's the plan here? That seems like a very, um, I feel like the Haitian mob would just break somebody's knees. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying, friend? Like if you owe me money. Okay. So let's, let's, let's play it out. The Haitian mob, you owe them money. Mm -hmm. And every time you owe them money, they go through some kind of rigmarole and some complicated scenario where they frame you to look like you'd committed a crime. Yeah. This seems like it costs a lot of man hours. Uh, they they risk they have to kidnap a girl, so they risk getting caught in the process of setting up the the the, the foil. So I don't really see what the what do they get out of this? Like, oh yeah, look, they're they're across the street with binoculars watching your uncle get dragged out of the house to, of this basement and get arrested. I don't really know. I don't get it. 
What do you think? I don't. Man? I don't. This sounds like it's. This is not my wheelhouse, man. I don't. I have no idea how, how, <laughs> how this went down, man. I don't. I don't know, man. That sounds like. It sounds possible though, because I mean, like, I would rather somebody else. If I'm like, get somebody to go to jail or go to because you owe me something. I mean, I, that's that, that's a legitimate plan, but it's risky though. It's definitely yeah, risky when you could just beat them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything about your uncle that is um, mean or anything like that. But <laughs> if 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 I don't know if we can let him off the hook. Here's what I'll say. Let's take his uncle. Let's take this person's uncle out of the equation, and you go. If somebody told me this story and you went, what's more likely that this man is a child molester or that the Haitian mob framed him to be in a basement and make it look like he was a child molester? He's a child molester. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting somebody off the hook that easy. <laughs> he woke up and was like, how did I, like, like Saw, like the movie Saw, he's like, how did I get in this basement? What? How do you get here? <laughs> Who are you? Are you okay? Like, I don't know. And I don't mean. So when did you get here? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if we can uh some questions need to be uh Yeah, and I don't have that it's the way that the email was framed was almost like what do you guys think? And it's like I don't know. What I wish you, you would send me the you send no. me the information. <laughs> what do you think? What do you yeah, let's say your family member? Hey person. What, you, what, what you are your thoughts? What are your thoughts first? Yeah, you tell and then, and then we'll tell you. We'll follow up. Yeah, so you send exactly. us a follow up with your thoughts and then we'll follow up again. But you go yeah. first. Yeah, because depending on what you say is how I know how to respond. Yeah, I'm going to let you go first because I know you love your uncle. I'm sure you guys talk on the phone and stuff when he was here on this plane of existence. And, and I appreciate that. And I don't want to disrespect anybody's family members. For sure. But the frame job Haitian mob thing is like very it's giving like the one arm man. Like it's very I don't know. It's a it's a hard I'm. I'm not being. So, able what is to... the Haitian mob? Uh, what are they notorious for? I've never even exactly? heard of the Haitian mob. I've heard of Haitians. Okay. I've heard of Haitians. Yeah. I know that the Zoes are very big out there in, in Florida. Uh, I know that, you know, the, the Zoes are very prevalent, but I didn't know they had like an organized mob situation. I mean, I guess, I don't know, a gang is a mob, a mob is a gang. So, but I mean, like, what do they, what do you, what do they specialize they, in? What, what, Haitian mob, what do you do? Like, what do you, they sell crack, apparently. Or they sold crack in the eighties. I don't know what they do now. They might be humanitarians. I don't. Again, this is get. It's twenty twenty four. I'm feeling. I'm disrespecting people's family. I'm disrespecting the Haitians. I don't want to disrespect anybody. I'm sure the Haitian mob in twenty twenty four has plans to do great things in their community. But in the eighties, apparently they were framing people <laughs> for being child molesters. Who, for being child molesters. <laughs> that was an email and a half. Thank you to that person. <laughs> I don't know. That was a crazy email. Sometimes you, some listen. I know we go like, "Hey, tell us all your tr family goss." Um, this, one, this, one, you might have did TMI. This might have been TMI. What if, what, <laughs> this what if it's that's their thing? No, they go around and framing people for being jobless. That's, that's the Haitian mob. Is like they're like, oh, we don't, you owe we us. don't chop people heads off. We go around framing people. Yeah, for like being you, <laughs> you owe us three hundred dollars because that's how Haitian people. You owe us three hundred dollars. So we have now locked you in this bank vault and made it look like you stole a million dollars from this bank. Yeah. Now you will go to prison for 30 years. It's like, all because I owe you money for drugs? Like, <laughs> yes, mon chéri. It's like, what type of shit is this? This is crazy. I've never heard of this before. This is so intricate. I would have just got you the money. Yeah, this sounds complicated. You just give me another two weeks, I would have got you the money. Well, First of all, I'm not even going to jail. I'm just going to be put on the sex <laughs> registry. <laughs> like, being a child. What was it supposed to solve? 
It's like, hey, man, sorry, I know I lost that bet. I'm going to get you that money for that horse race. Like, it's too late now. We have burned down several gas stations in the city and put your fingerprints on all the scenes. Now you will be arrested for arson. It's like, bro, it's $600. I'm going to get it to you. It's too late now. Now you go to prison. Haitian mob. Shout out to the Haitian. Listen, Sapase. Shout out to all the Zoes out there. I don't want anything to be misconstrued as disrespect. I think you guys are great, and you guys stand on business, I'm sure. So I don't want any problems or issues. I'm just reading the emails that are put in front of my face. Where my where my zoes at? You know, you know. Anyway, affirmative murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. But let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift: MyLifeInABook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. Mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audio book using her voice recordings It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P. At checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Uh, friend, next email. Okay, this one says, hello, please don't use my name. This might be a long story, so I'm going to get right into it. In March of this year, so by this year, they mean last year, so 2023. In March of this year, on a regular Sunday afternoon, I heard a pop, pop, pop sound and looked out the window. There was a guy I had never seen stalking up and down my neighbor's driveway with an automatic weapon. He took off down the road. My husband called the sheriff, and I went outside to talk to my neighbors. The cops came, talked to us, and then left. Then, less than an hour later, the guy came back, and so did the cops. They came back with guns drawn and ordered the guy to drop his weapon. Turns out the husband, who had lived there, had died, and his widow got a new boyfriend, who was the guy with the weapon. That was the first time the cops were called on him. The second time was a few weeks later when he stood in the driveway screaming racial obscenities at the neighbors because he thought they called the cops. The third time was one afternoon when he was burning his clothes. We assumed he spilled something he wasn't supposed to have on them, so he was burning them. He marched down the street yelling at my husband and a third neighbor while our girls were playing outside. He went back home before the cops got there. The fourth time the cops were called, he had been fighting with his girlfriend, the widow, in the middle of the night and and broke a window. The fifth time the cops were called, they had been fighting and he broke the windshield of her aunt's car and flattened all four tires. I'm pretty sure that the fourth time and the fifth time happened about a month apart. He was gone for a few months that time before she bailed him out. 
The sixth and hopefully last time the cops were called was another fight when she was trying to break up with him. They both left after the fight and then came back a short while later. He had, he had made a homemade bomb that thankfully didn't explode, and the bomb squad was called. His bail is now five figures, and she has a new boyfriend. Mm. The only time I've seen this guy was cleaning his car. She has had her kids visit a couple of times recently as well. The kids were taken away sometime in all this. Here's hoping that she and her kids are getting healthier and more stable. I'm hoping 2024 is a calmer year in my neighborhood. Best of luck on your first live show. I'm excited to see all the growth you guys have both had over the years. Thank you to that person. Uh, we will allow you to remain anonymous. Things came out of the gate. This neighbor, that's a lot of shit. I, I kind of, so the police came with the, he had the gun and he didn't die. I can take a guess on what the guy might have looked like. <laughs> I can I can probably glean some uh, some information from that based on that. We're gonna read one more email and then we're gonna get then we're gonna get out of here. Twenty twenty four is off to a good start. Two good emails so far. Let's finish strong. This one says T L. It says T F T H. The party that never was. Hey Alvin and Fran. First, I wanted to say I've been listening since about 2018, being a sophomore at UMD, and y'all are great. Fran, love the Kendrick clip in your intro. Respect. I'm super excited for the live show, too. You guys can share my name. It's Amina. So I guess that means Amina's coming to the live show. Shout out to Amina being the first emailer also one of the first live show attendees. She doubled up on him. Okay, so this is the story of my The Party That Never Was, laugh my ass off. So I moved to Maryland from Connecticut. Yes, there are black people for, before anyone asks, I guess in Connecticut. In Connecticut, I do think very... Yeah, I got a friend from Connecticut. Never thought there was no black people there. Fair point, yeah. How dare you be so presumptuous, Amina? <laughs> I've been to my fair share of parties. You know the ones in some random warehouse and it's like a bunch of 18-year-olds in skinny jeans and glasses? With just the frames, no lenses. Oh, yeah, man. LOL. Yeah, take back it back. Day. Yeah, back take it day. back. Why don't we, huh? And this is when dudes are wearing denim vests. Mm. They cut the sleeves yeah. off the denim ja- off the denim jacket. The polo, right? But the polo cut, popped the collar up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Now Fran had a, multiple pairs of colorful skinny jeans. Yeah, I had I had some frameless glasses too. He did. I, I was I was in that I was in that style. You might have wrapped some, you you wrapped some tape around the nose too. I huh? did. I did. Like extra oh. extra dorky. That was the yeah, thing to be like. Yeah. How much of a dork can we look like when we yeah. come out of the house? Let's, wear, <laughs> let's put a nerdy book bag on with tape glasses on it. Oh man, we're yeah. nerds. Yeah. Took them glasses, bust them frames right out. Mm-hmm. Mom we're, was pissed. We're nerds with God. a Z. God, it was such losers. God, it was such a. When I see people be like, we're gonna bring back mid two thousands fashion. Like, no, this was not a time. This is all embarrassing. Like none of this stuff should be com- making a comeback. I see when you go into Urban Outfitters now, all the mannequins are dressed like fucking uh, Ricky Lake and shit. It's like this is <laughs> this was not a good time. This is not. Don't do this. Those are good times, man. Good times. Connecticut does have some rougher parts, and if it's one thing I know, it's to keep my head on a swivel, look out for fights, and hit the floor if I hear shots. Coming to Maryland for school, I didn't know about I didn't know much about the state, to be honest, but I definitely intended to learn more and take full advantage of my time here. So it's Halloween 2017 and we're and we're looking for something to do. I just met these girls in my dorm and now we're the black girl trio. Fun fact, we're still best friends to this day. We see the party flyer on Instagram 
Homecoming Warehouse Edition. What year was this? 2017. 2017. Warehouse Party. Uh, first mother party. Yeah, first motherfucking red flag. Oh my god, what kind of party? Like be like be so fucking for real, lol. But something told us we only live once, so I'm like, okay, y'all, let's get to planning. That's a terrible way to live your life, but continue. Yeah, man, YOLO is not. That was a <laughs> dumb time. Like that song really convinced people. Like, get a dumb tattoo, go yeah. jump off a bridge, YOLO. Did the fly say warehouse on it? It said homecoming warehouse edition, which means uh, this party's gonna be in a warehouse. That's not an outhouse, a warehouse. Hello, red flags. So they're they're planning the party, and I mean it's serious. I'm scheduling in extra study time during the week so I can go up like Cardi on the weekend. Now, this is the important part. The shuttles were leaving around 9:30. Ladies were free before eleven. Baltimore is all of 30. It was a warehouse in Baltimore. Oh God. Warehouse red flag number two. Baltimore is all of 30 to 45 minutes away at, the, at that time of night. Now, we also did wonder if, if we should be out Baltimore, especially with our new and naive behinds. But very quickly, we said, screw it. We're going. We'll do the buddy system and keep it pushing. Laugh my ass off. Something about that college air, child. Yeah, I guess it is. It got you guys feeling like super superhumans. Yeah. We started ordering outfits and everything. The night mm-hmm. comes and we're hyped. We get to the shuttle stop like these motherfuckers was really in their party planning bag. Bus drivers. It's mad folks waiting for the bus shuttles. We get on the bus and head to Baltimore. The ride was uneventful. Just a bunch of kids ready to turn up. We step off the bus like we was walking into the NBA championship game. You couldn't tell us nothing. All right now. So I'm scoping the scenery out. The building is like in off in the cut of some abandoned ass street. At first, I'm like, hmm, this is kind of cruddy, to be honest. And then she put a photo of herself uh, as the Summer Walker standing there awkwardly. Home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she was standing there like that in her Sunday's best, just looking a little awkward. Uh, funny meme. I like it. I'm, I'm liking this, this setup. This is a very meme. This is a great, great email. This is very, I feel your spirit in this email. Well done, Amina. Uh, but we made it all the way here, and it was even still before 11 o'clock. So ladies getting free. So when you walk down the alley, the warehouse entrance was off to the left. When you enter it, there is like a holding area before the actual party. It was about the size of a garage and was concrete and packed with drunk college students. I'm talking like 200 people. Mm. Now, I can see the security checking tickets all the way across the room. I'm scoping the scenery again. It's too crucial and especially as young black women. So, to the right is an all-girls line wrapping around the room against the wall. We scooch our way over there. One of the guards splits the line in two, right where I was standing. Honestly, you really couldn't tell me nothing now. I'm so sorry, LOL. <laughs> I said, oh, yup. Here's when the nonsense begins, bro. I want y'all to guess, please. We're up at the front, and it's getting closer to 11, maybe 1035 or 1040. Not egregious. We still had 20 minutes, and honestly, me and my girls was in the front, so I didn't care, t- I didn't care too much. I guess you're saying, we're going to be in there before 11 o'clock. But these other guys and gals, Streets was saying they'd been there since 10. And the guards were moving slow on purpose to make us pay, LOL. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, we're going to slow the line up. We're going to split the line, slow the line up so people don't get in before 11 o'clock. Yeah. So she goes, like, not this power-ass conspiracy theory. Looking back, the tickets were cheap, like $10. But life in college was not slight at those times. So, yeah, $10 is like a a whole day of work when you're in college. Yeah. Anyways, we start to feel the crowd move. First, it'd be slight pushes and pulls. Now, me, I used to be a dancer, so I wasn't so bad at keeping my balance at first. 
but it started to get so bad I had to really brace for impact. The guards started looking like, what the fuck are y'all doing? This audio represents how he looked at us, and hopefully you can play it. And turn your big ass around and get the fuck back to your fucking seat. The fuck is wrong with your ashy ass? Oh, okay. Your fucking ball. ankle. Okay, this All right. <laughs> so the bodyguards are getting a little antsy too. So we're all getting pushed into the guards, and we just keep saying, sorry, sorry, it's not us. Now, I don't know why this Mark Henry double-decker guard felt so threatened by us 5'1 college girls, but there was one more big push, and man, I feel like time slowed down or something. He reaches to his waist, and I'm like, now, what the fuck? Ain't no way I'm about to die right here, shaking my head. Like, what will my mama think? Left my ass off, but my fear quickly dissipates when I realize it's Mace. But shit, Mace isn't good either. Right. When I say Mark Henry, let that thing rip. He unloaded the clip. And bruh, once he got activated, so did these other guards. Very much tag team energy. Suddenly that room wasn't so big anymore. We scattered like roaches out there. Supposed to be a warehouse party. Now it's turned into a terror house party. Nice. Thanks. All I could feel was <laughs> all I could feel was my skin burning and like 1,000 fire ants crawling up and down my arms. Then my eyes were watering up. My throat started burning. I'm like, it's really no way. Now I'm like, damn, where are my friends? It's times like this when fights and shit like to break out, and I refuse to be caught up in that. I'm searching around the room and finally find my friends. We run out to the alley and regroup as best as we can. We see a few other black girls in our program and wave them down, coughing and crying all the same. We call an Uber XL. Talk about the shit that just happened and try to figure out how to stop the damn burning. Honestly, it sucked, but I don't know. It's funny as hell to me. Like, that man fumbled the promoter's whole bag. When we got back to the dorm, skin feeling fried, died, and laid to the damn side, we all <laughs> tried to take showers. It couldn't be too hot, couldn't be too damn cold. We had to make sure no one touched their eyes, and honestly, the soap burned in conjunction with the mace. Mm. Fast forward, these suckers sent us an apology email. Laugh my ass off. Here's a screenshot below. So this is, the, this is the apology. This is a formal apology to everyone who was unable to get into the event. Security was unacceptable, out of control, and booked through the venue. On behalf of the team, which she blacked out, we, we sincerely apologized for the series of events that took place. Like, no shit, Sherlock. LOL. Me and my friends call that party the night of the macing. Laugh my fucking ass off. And you know what's the worst part about it? We went to another party hosted by these fools about a year later. Anyways, I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Uh, uh, Amina, we hope you have a great 2024, and you're going to have a great 2024 to start off because you will be seeing us live in concert. Um, concert's a big concert. word. It's, it's, it's an intimate show. Uh, you'll be seeing us live in show at the Zen West Roadside Cantina. We can't wait to see you. Give you a high five. Maybe buy you a drink. Excited to uh, kick it with people on January 15, 2024. Hope to see everybody else there affirmativemurder at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys, your tales, your hoods, your life stories, your almost uh, got away with it. All of that shit. Send I do, do want to, um, what was her name again? The last email. Amina. How did the other party go? If they went to another party. Oh, did they redeem it on the second party? They, yeah, yeah Amina, party email lit? us in. Or, yeah. hey, let, oh, this is great. Oh, this is a great time to say. To anybody listening, Amina specifically, if you do have a Tales from the Hood, save it. We would love to have you come up during the live show and do your Tales from the Hood in person. Only if you feel confident in it. Let me, let me, let me preface, preface it with that. If you think you have a 20-minute story that might be a dud, 
Don't come up and ask us to give you the microphone, <laughs> and then we got to sit behind you and pretend to be interested. And there's a room full of people. You gotta for the for the live show. I need crazy stuff, car chases, explosions, like ghosts. Bring the heat. But we would love to hand our mics over to people who have live tales from the hood that they want to tell as guests of our live show. We would love to have that. So, Amina, if you have another story or this other party was crazier than this first one where everybody got maced, feel free to come ready to tell it. And to anybody else coming to the live show, if you have a uh, tales from the hood that you would like to tell live on the Affirmative Murder Podcast live show, be ready. Formulate a script in your head and be ready to tell and beguile us with your amazing stories from your life. We would yeah. love to hear. Don't, don't, hey, don't force people to come up, man. I'm not forcing anybody. I'm just saying it's an option. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just saying it's an option. I will, I will hand the mic. I'll go, hey, does anybody have anything they want to say? I'll, and I'll offer the mic to people. I'm not going to make anybody come up. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm going to leave my gun at home, I swear, friend. Or, or you can, like, if somebody, you know, ahead of time wants to go, hey, I'll come up and tell a story, have them email us or something like that. So we know who to expect. Because you may go, we did at the live show, and then that might, the nerves may kick in. You go like, I don't know if I want to. They back out last minute. They back out last minute. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Fran makes a good point. If you would like to do that, email me in advance, and I'll have a short list of people, and I'll call your name out when it gets to that point. So you know to expect and be ready to be called to come do it. That's a good point, Fran. Instead of putting people on the spot, no, no, no. If you feel confident that you would like to do this, email us to let me know that you would like to, and also give me a short synopsis. There you go. So that I know I can I can ascertain if it's worth calling you. Yeah. Cause I don't want to call anybody up and I don't want anybody to be telling a dud story. So you give me like a, a short, quick lines, quick synopsis of the story you want to tell, and I'll go, okay, cool. Uh uh Ghislaine story about this star next to that. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. So do that and we would love to hear from you. Anyway, friend, uh, uh we're gonna go ahead and sign out. People, affirmative murder at gmail.com. Get those emails in. We'd love to hear from you. 2024. Fran said, bring the heat or bring get out of the heat. fucking kitchen, right, Fran? Yeah. And in, in, in so few words. You didn't say yeah, that. That's, that's exactly what I said. That's what I meant. Yeah. I didn't say that, but that's what I meant. Yeah. What's understood? Or you, be, or you will be judged, for sure. Or you will be judged. What's understood don't have to be explained. Uh, see you guys next time. Be safe out there. Deuces.